happy early Saturday afternoon to all of you. I tip my hat to my fellow Suns fans who just watched a losing streak officially occur. Two games against the Spurs earlier this week, and now on a road trip that starts in the city of brotherly love, the Phoenix Suns lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. No Bradley Beal, no Devin Booker once again. And a streak has begun, and it's not a streak that I think anybody was ready for at the beginning of the season. The expectations have been high for Phoenix coming into this season, but availability is the best ability. And unfortunately, the Suns have been without two of their big three for the majority of their games. They now sit at two and four, playing tomorrow in Detroit for another early game. So wake up, shake up, let's fucking make up. Okay, let's 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 get a win tomorrow, hopefully. But we got to talk about this game against the Philadelphia 76ers. And joining me today, he's your daddy. He's my daddy. He's our daddy. He's the son's daddy. Dave King, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing, Dave? Uh, we are doing excellent. You excellent. Liar. We just lost. That's okay. I don't live and die by son's losses. I mean, I know nobody out there lives and dies by son's losses, right? Never. Not not once. Never I actually spent the first uh, 55 years of my life living and dying by son's losses, but this year I'm letting, I'm just enjoying the moment. Good. Well, good. Yeah, it is it is a ride indeed that we're going to be on this season and it's been a rough ride to begin and it's things that we're going to talk about that we saw. You know, I'm very interested to get a lot of your takes early on in the season, the, the first 6 games. The team's 2 and 4, so we have yeah. plenty to talk about, plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. So if you're watching along live, please hit that thumbs up button. And if you're watching later, please do the same. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Well, that's what you we were all expecting, right, was a two-and-four start. Oh, 100%. We all knew it was coming because we had expectations this year. Whenever you have expectations, the Suns remind you, don't you dare. Don't you dare have those expectations. <laughs> but do have a, do have a beer. So let's pop open a beer if you got them. I got a Coors Banquet beer here. You got one of those Modelos. Modelos. All right. The most American of Mexican beers. <laughs> pop them if you got them, Suns fans, because we're going to need them today. And let's uh, let's talk about this game against the Six Ups. Suns lose against the Philadelphia 76ers by a score of 112 to 100 in this game. And while Matthew isn't here, I'm still going to ask Dave my opening question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. I've got to ask. 36 might be unbothered. Are you bothered? And what is your take on the early early season injuries thus far this year for the Phoenix Suns? I'm not bothered. So, look, injuries are going to happen. And uh, it's it's unfortunate. It's frustrating for fans because we haven't actually seen all three um, in a game, <laughs> in a regular season game together. We've only seen them against the backups and the, and the no tries and the way preseason goes. They do look pretty good. I'd like to see them in a regular season game. I'd like to put them uh, in the – but seriously, Saltius Gaming – if you're bothered, then uh, I understand totally because it's all we've seen is injuries. It's all we've seen. I get it. But there's 77 more of these to go, yeah. 76 more of these to go. It's okay. Uh, what we got to get is just enough time for them to have gotten together, not only the three of those dudes, but also how are these role players going to fit in around them? Look, part of the problem here isn't necessarily that, I mean, in the fourth quarter it is, that Devin Booker and uh, Bradley Beal can't score for the Suns. And so the team, but the problem, and then nobody else can create a score from nothing yeah. besides Kevin Durant. And now, so teams have an MO. We've seen these fourth quarters over and over again without Booker and Beal, right? Mm -hmm. You get to the point where it's just a triple Durant and the either standing and, and, and because the team gets him the ball standing still outside the three point line. 
There's no action to get him the ball. It's not coming off a screen. It's literally just isolation. I was talking about that uh, with a buddy of mine last night. I'm like, look, man, if you're not going to have any creators who can get to the, you know, get their shot, get to the rim, feel confident enough to take the shot and make it, at least get Kevin Durant running through screens Mm -hmm. where they're bodying the dudes who are trying to follow Durant and then get him on the move. And he can create when he's on the move closer to the basket. But if you give it to him all the way out behind the three-point line, he's got to dribble through two or three players. That guy's seven feet tall. Those dudes who are defending him are shorter, which means their hands are closer to the ball bouncing back up than his. Science. It's science because he's not a low dribbler. He's seven feet tall. So they, they'll fix that. And uh, Vogel just hasn't had a chance. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because – uh Vogel is in a tough spot, right? Because he's got mm-hmm. a bunch of guys who can't do any of these things. And he's got to figure out how to get Kevin Durant on 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 you know on the move. And yet we've got to see how how those guys can actually find him on the move because then they dribble themselves into trouble. And then they go, Where's Katie? Yeah. Where is he? Okay, let me throw it over the defender into his hands behind the three-point line. That's tough. It's tough. So uh, it'll, it'll, uh, this, even if you go a little while without these dudes, it'll get a little bit better, but you got to have makers. You got to have shot creators. Yes. Josh Kogi's lost all of his mojo. Yeah. Sure. He's, he still has some on the defensive end, but offensively, yeah, he's become a zero, uh, bothered. I think is a good word. Cause that's what I am. I I'm bothered. I'm not perplexed because I think I can understand what the why is I'm not frustrated because again I just think it's too early in a season to get frustrated uh, based on the fact that all these x factors and variables that are out there uh, are ultimately what is negating the sun's overall success I'm, I'm bothered because no one likes to lose games but you have to you know obviously on our last podcast Matthew and I were pretty bothered I was grumpy John after that Spurs game because I think my expectation entering that game was we would win I entered this game with the expectation that eh, we're probably not going to win a uh, west coast team going out on the east coast a 10 a.m. start locally that you know that's the body time change for them they flew out last night so it's not like they had 4 days to adjust to it I right. I just wanted to see again some development and I think that that's the key thing that a lot of us Suns fans uh, who are expressing our botherment, if you will, with the Phoenix Suns thus far this season, aren't seeing the force for the trees is good, bad, or indifferent, which is a phrase I think I say way too much on this podcast. Somebody called me out on last time. They're like, we haven't heard a good, bad, or indifferent from Voida for 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, but good, bad, or indifferent, you're getting players more minutes to play together that could unlock combinations later in the year. Grayson Allen's playing 27 minutes. Eric Gordon's playing 34 Eubanks played 20. You don't want to not be played 22. A Kogi, you know, is a, a potential fifth starter. He had 26. Goodwin had 15. So some of these guys are getting much more opportunity to play with Booker and Beal out that, again, they're, they're not successful. Again, a, yeah. in Philly, that's really, really good. But they are getting a runway to get out there, to get some chemistry going with other players, and to allow Frank Vogel to put on film some things that he can coach against. And that, that is a positive that you have to take away in a loss like this. Yeah. I'm going to make a real life uh, comparison. These aren't always good because basketball is totally different, but <laughs> role comfort in your role. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you, you could be a superstar at your old job and you could be hired to do that same job at a new company but yet the dynamics around you are different. The people around you are different. The people around you have different skills. Uh, they need you to do slightly different things. You have the same title, same kind of job, but it's going to be different. You don't know what is happening. You don't know the schemes. You don't know the policies and procedures. You are not your most productive self in your first two weeks. Agreed. You're your most productive self in six months, right? Well, you're getting close. You should be, or then you should move on again. <laughs> um, so I would just, I think that's true here. Like Grayson Allen knows his role, but around these dudes, he doesn't know exactly when he's going to get the shot. He doesn't know exactly the comfort level of 
what this eye movement is by this other player, what this head nod is by this other player. It's all silent on offense kind of thing, right? Because they don't want to tell their <laughs> everybody else where to go, mm-hmm. where you're going to go. On defense, you're talking constantly. It should be. And um, we'll talk about defense in a little bit. But I, uh, um, Nurkic even. Nurkic got in here. Um, saltiest gaming. Uh, Nurkic is terrible. He's terrible partly because he's not great at making layups. Oh my God, my eyes were bleeding. I know. I've seen high school. I was tweeting with some guy and he's like, my high school team makes more layups. I'm like, that's true. It's true. And Nurkic came, when he came over, the Blazers fans said, the one thing that's going to bother the heck out of you is him missing layups. Um, he's having a tough yeah. time adjusting, but part of the adjustment is mental. Even though he's being asked to do basically the same thing that he did in Portland, it's still new teammates. He still doesn't know how X is going to cut versus the dude on his old team is going to cut and move and stuff like that. So it's it's an adjustment. Even this exact t- group will play better in a few months. Better enough to win a chip. No, they need Booker and Beal. I'm not yes. overrating people. And then somebody said Good, Goodwin's overrated. I think it was Suns Jam. I think we, like, we're full of hope, right? And so we look at who's the young dude Mm-hmm. who could blow out and be great. But that was our problem, not Goodwin's problem. Goodwin makes half of the minimum we're talking about these other dudes making. Yeah, he's so, because he came in, I mean, he's making like half of that. So yeah. he, he, we should not be expecting much from Goodwin, and we're getting really good defense. Um, it's just, uh, it's it's tough because the Suns decided this on purpose. They decide they're going to give all their money to three guys. Yep. They're going to, they downgraded, <coughs> excuse me, Aiton into basically three smaller uh, contracts that could be tradable later. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, which we all, all summer said we should do. And then the rest is just min, 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 min. So we, we get, we're, we're getting what we paid for. And I shouldn't say we, I hate that, but um, cause I didn't buy into this. Hey, Ishbia makes us feel like we're part of the organization. So go ahead and say we. Yeah. So this is what the sun's front office bought into. And they knew this kind of thing was going to happen. And at stages of the year, they just needed to, them to be whole at playoff time and at playoff time. They're pretty freaking unbeatable. Theoretically with three guys who can't be stopped in the fourth quarter. And then it's just a matter of defense. So then it's up to Frank Vogel to figure out how to get the supporting guys to be really, really good at defense to support the big three who want to score. Well, speaking of Nurkic. Nurkic watch. 23 minutes played. He was four of 14 from the field and one of six from beyond the arc to get to his 11 points, had nine rebounds, five assists in this game uh, and, you know, a, a steal and a block. So two stocks, if you will. And I mean, that's kind of the game that you're going to see from Nurk outside of the three point shooting. Uh, as you mentioned, again, from a chemistry standpoint, we really saw in that third quarter him rebound after he got completely it, just bulldozed by uh uh the elbow the left elbow of Joel Embiid that yeah. was a shot and didn't start in the third came out Embiid was a little bit t- more tired and he played very well starting to pick apart the the Philadelphia 76ers defense with his passing and when we talk about fit and Nurkic that is one of the key attributes that he's going to bring especially Booker and Beal on the court and we we saw it in one preseason game where you're like, oh shit, he can really be a connector on offense. And that's where his value is going to really uh, become right. fruition and, and be on display. The the bunnies on the interior, you're right. That's what every Blazers fan said. It's like, he, he's just going to miss those. But we've had that before. DA missed some too. You know, it's like, why didn't he dunk it? Well, Nurk doesn't have the. Oh, let's give DA some prop, props. Come on. We Oh, we will. We will because Salty's Gaming says, how do you guys feel about the Nurk DA trade? I'll start, then I'll let you go. But I think at this point, you know, what DA is doing in, in Portland, first and foremost, I'd like to thank him for last night's performance. I made a lot of money off Portland, like winning plus his like overall over on points and over on rebounds. I'm like, oh, he'll go for like 16 or it was 14 and 11 was his. I'm like, he'll do that. It took overtime, but he did it. Uh, but he's been playing well there. He's had a couple uh, challenges. He's you know, second on the in the league in rebounds. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do. And, with that Nurk DA trade, 
we knew instantly that we gave up the more talented player. That's correct. And the early returns on Nurk are exactly what at least I thought would happen is you're going to have some peaks and you're going to have some valleys. The difference is, at least for me, is I don't have uh, that emotional connection to the frustration in which uh, occurs when he has a bad game because we're not paying him $33 million to go out there and go for 11 and 9 like Nurkic did today. And as you mentioned earlier, the fact that we traded DA for parts essentially, but they're tradable parts that are going to ultimately help this team in the short term or long term, given the fact that we're so top heavy in our salary, I still think it's the right move. If we go game for game, eight into Nurk, DA is going to, he's the more talented player. He gets paid twice as much as Nurk. He should be doing that. So I'm not overly frustrated. What, how do you feel about the Nurk DA trade at this point in the season? Well, first of all, I want to point out it wasn't just a Nurk for DA trade. Yes. It was a Nurk and Grayson Allen and Nasir Little. For, uh, th- so that added three rotation players for Aiden. At, I, I like Grayson Allen more than I thought I was going to. Um, Grayson Allen has a weirdness in that he can't score in the fourth quarter, but yeah. um, but that's, you know, he's done it for Milwaukee. He's started almost every game the last two years for top seed of Milwaukee Bucks. Um, of course, they did let him go, so he must not have been, you know, irreplaceable. But I, I got to tell you, uh, overall, Nurkic is uh, way behind DA in talent yes but he's not way behind da in production that's the key we're seeing a bad stretch from nurkic and what's funny is if you just dial this back literally five days aiden was averaging like eight and eight over yeah he just went crazy over the weekend and good for him 23 rebound performance so i'm happy that's early i've always you guys know this if you've ever followed me, I've always been a DA supporter. He's got it in him. <coughs> he just had his, 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 his mind was holding him back. Mm-hmm. And if he, and, and when he started out with those eights and eights and eights and sevens in Portland, people were all over him. Um, I, I said, this is his chance to break out. And he's done it so far. We've seen good runs with him. Uh, we've seen bad runs with him. We'll see how it goes. I don't miss Aiden because of the attitude he brought, right? Just because he gave, he, he, Devin Booker. (laughs) So let me do the Devin Booker aspect of it. Devin Booker doesn't talk to us very much out of his way. He doesn't want to talk to us much, but he does drop some things sometimes where you catch it on the mic in the playoffs last year. He said something along the lines of show me you want to play, right? And Monty Williams is like, you quit on us, you know, a couple of years ago to Aiden. Yeah. Thursday night after that game, uh, when Booker had played, he did a press conference and he made a comment. Someone asked, how do you like uh, Nurkic? He said more positive things about Yusuf Nurkic and his high IQ and your ability to have a high IQ basketball conversation with Nurkic. He said more words about Nurkic than he had said about DA in a press conference in the last five years all together. So for me, makes it a win. And I think one of the challenging things that Suns fans are trying to comprehend is you're getting some bad production from Nurkic. Uh, he, like prior to this game, entering entering it, he's averaging 2.8 three-point attempts per game, which is the highest in his career. And after today, he's shooting 25% from beyond the arc. So again, it's something where it's, it's clear and present danger when you see him shooting those threes and you know, they're not going in. And it's kind of like, uh, Jock Landell. You're like, why are you shooting the three ball, man? Get in there, get a rebound. But that's what the defenses are giving him. And he's taking them. He is somebody who, you know, from a career standpoint, uh, he can hit the three balls, just not the greatest, but you know, he's a, Okay, he's a 29% three-point shooter. He's stopped shooting three, shouldn't he, Dave? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> today, it was because Joel Embiid was at the rim, and there's no way he was getting a shot off inside. Uh-uh, no way. So the, the game plan, I'm sure, was to get Joel Embiid away from the basket, and he was told to shoot threes. He did it. Um, I tell you what, low sons, what you expect him to say, bad things. I don't think you're getting what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is Booker was asked a simple question of what do you think about Nurkic? He's at, he was asked that simple question about 
how's it going with DA? A million 800 times. times. Yeah. Okay. He chose to say what he wanted to say about Nurkic. He's also chosen to say barely anything about DA in the past. So why would I think he's suddenly lying about Nurkic? No, he wasn't. And he didn't make stuff up. He doesn't like talking to us. So if he went 30 seconds on Nurk, that was him. For you to think that he was lying or making stuff up is just you being a cynical pessimist. <laughs> Dave, firing off in the chat. I love it. You miss it, don't you? You miss it just a little bit. <laughs> I do a little S- bit. Saturdays, just going after the chat. Uh here was an interesting thing that happened, obviously, today. Uh, we didn't see a start from Josh Akogi. Rather, it was Kata Bates-Diop who got the nod. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. Who down with KBD? Diop, in his last game, uh, finally got an opportunity. He actually played. He played 17. You post the minutes. Low Suns t- uh, thing where he said, no, what do you expect him to say? A bad thing. No, he didn't. You didn't say he was lying. Somebody above you said the book was lying. Maya B did. So sorry if I attributed that to you, Los Sons. I was I was putting those two together when I said it. Except my apologies. <laughs> apologies given. You're our son's daddy. Okay, you don't have to apologize. You should bend huh. us over and give us the belt. Huh. Uh, KBD in the last game played 17 minutes in that loss. That 11 point loss to the San Antonio Spurs was five of seven from the field. Uh, played really well, you know, 13 total points. Uh, so he got the nod from Frank Vogel over Josh Akogi. Why do you think that is? Was it matchup based or is Vogel grasping at trying to find some production and maybe says, Hey, I could put a Kogi with the second team unit and adds uh, some, some defense to them alongside his twin uh, pretty much in Jordan Goodwin. What, what do you think the why is for KBD getting the start? Um, A simple way to put it, I think is that, Vogel doesn't know his team yet, and he's looking for the right combinations that click. You need chemistry between players. Now, what happened on Thursday, in in specifically what happened on Thursday, is that Akogi, (coughs) excuse me, uh, the Spurs did their defensive assignments, and they realized Akogi, his release is so slow on that corner three that we're going to put Wembenyama on him. Yeah, because he can recover easily. Because he can recover easily with one step and still block a Kogi while also defending the rim. So they couldn't afford to have a Kogi out there because a Kogi was basically just a non-event, non, non-entity defense or uh, when San Antonio was defending the Suns. So he decided to start the second half with somebody a little bit longer. Uh, with uh, KBD is their longest version of that 3 and D guy. Yeah, he doesn't like shooting either, but he's the longest version. Um, so they threw that guy out there. But they're all these guys are like uh, grabbing, you know, a box of Krispy Kremes. They're all basically the same or assorted donuts, maybe. But they're all basically <laughs> the same. They cost the same. They taste basically the same. They might have slightly different skill sets, but you can't put Watanabe out there because he's tall too and he'll take the shot, but he's, he's got, he's, he, he doesn't have enough sand in the bucket to hold up defensively against bigger guys. Uh, but he did try Watanabe in the second half as well. Mm-hmm. So Vogel doesn't know his team yet. And he's learning his team five games, guys. It's only six been now. Five it's six, been six now, six games. Now <laughs> brand new coaching staff, brand new schemes. <laughs> all these players. I mean, come on. The only guys who played with Booker more than this year are Akogi and Durant. You know, I mean, it's like it's all new, and none of them have played for Vogel until now. So that's all I'm saying is just he's mixing and matching. He doesn't know what's going to fit. He's looking for the right chemistry. He's a defensive coach. He's going to find a group that can play with. The big three, he hasn't even tried that yet. Uh, But he's also got to find a group that can play with the big one. And uh, he needs a little bit more size. Because when you just got the big one out there, and a Kogi is basically your power forward, uh, that can be tough. uh, Because your other options are a little bit more one-dimensional. I mean, Grayson Allen, shorter, smaller. Eric Gordon, shorter, smaller. Um, And then who else do they have in the starting lineup? I'm drawing a... Total blank right now. 
KVD and Nurk and uh, 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 Nurk. Yeah, yeah, and Nurk's the center. So then you got Kevin Durant. And then you're forcing Kevin Durant to be the help defender. So <clears throat> that's tough when he's got to do all the scoring. So he's just mixing and matching. I would expect that he's going to be mixing and matching fifth starter uh, all year long. And oh, yeah. I'm totally okay with that because he's just got to find the one that really fits so that by playoff time, everyone knows what everyone's doing. And now he can actually, like, he probably can't even put in advanced schemes right now because they don't even know the basic schemes. So it's okay. I'm, I'm with RJ Monroe. Now I want donuts. So thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's frustrating being two and four. It's frustrating because. Uh, the national media will obviously start to shovel on the suns a little bit, but again, that's why I'm only bothered by this. I'm not, I'm not personally frustrated because everything that you just said is true. Frank Vogel, 13 new players on this team, Suns fans, 13 new players. Okay. And then two of the top three highest paid players just aren't playing talent alone. We're just not there schemes alone. We're just not there. The mix and matching. We're just not there. And right. Frank Vogel has a lot of work to do. There's nothing yeah. that, that's not incorrect. He definitely has a lot of work to do to understand yeah. the skill set of this team, to understand who complements who and develop, as you mentioned earlier, the roles, mm -hmm. understanding your role with certain players out there and how to maximize your role and be comfortable in your role. You see that a lot. A lot of players out there right now, as they're playing, they're simply not comfortable. That's why the Suns have had so many turnovers. Well, and, and just to clarify um, what you're saying and what I'm saying is they know their role. They don't know how other players are going to play off that role. Exactly. And where Within they're going to the be in the confines of that, of that and, offense and, and, yet, defense. and this is a high-passing offense. So <laughs> it does make it tough. Uh, Low Sun says Metu should get a chance. Absolutely. And he will yeah. get a chance. Give it to him he all. He will. A little bit issue with Metu is he doesn't play defense as well as you would think he should. And Vogel is probably leaning toward defense first, skills second. But absolutely, the uh, Metu will get a chance. Just hasn't happened yet. He, you can only play so many players at once. And you can't just rotate all 15 in a single game because that makes the role issue even worse because you're yes. always playing with new people. And that's what happened with KBD in this game. This is, was his opportunity after putting forth a good performance in a loss against San Antonio. Vogel rewarded it by saying, okay, well, let's see what you do out there with the starting group. And, you know, he he faded away, if you will. I mean, when you're out there with those guys and you're not a primarily offensive player and it's your first time starting for this team, you know, 24 minutes, three to six from the field, eight points, three rebounds, couple assists, couple blocks. You know, he played perfectly well as a role player, uh, but confidence is going to have to happen. And, you know, as you stated, like Metu might get a chance too as the plug and play starts to happen. One guy who does not look comfortable at all, at least in my opinion, is Yuta Watanabe. Yuta. The. Shoot! Yeah, Yuta is kind of like Yuta Shamatanabe this year so far. And I'm afraid to say that because I know you said something about Grayson Allen earlier this year and then everybody piled on you. Uh, and then you wrote a great piece for brightsideofthesun.com kind of saying like, hey, like, okay, Grayson Allen, you're good. Uh, I think we can start to dump on you to Wantanabe a little bit, though. In this game, um, you know, he played 22 minutes, one of four from beyond the arc. That's all he did, five points. He had five rebounds. He had a steal. But he's somebody on offense and defense who looks very lost right now. And one thing that he's doing on the offensive end that's uh, – problematic i would say but again trying to create a little bit too much is something that we saw a lot from damian lee last year damian lee is a mm -hmm. fireball three-point shooter you get him the ball he's beyond the arc shoot it dude you got a quick release it's smooth it goes in and what he's starting to do is because he's losing confidence in that three-point shot is he's pump faking and then he's driving and when you Watanabe starts to do that problems occur he doesn't have the handle somebody swipes at the ball he loses it and then on the defensive end his rotations have been very problematic. He, he's collapsing on the weak side almost every time. The ball is two passes away from his guy, and it's one of the reasons why the Phoenix Suns are one of the top teams in the league in allowing wide-open three-point shooting, and we saw it again tonight with Utah. I mean, he's just he, yeah. lost. Dude's lost. It, it, he yeah, he will be very, found, right. but he's lost. He is very uncomfortable defensively, yes. 
Um, I will say that we are talking about a dude who's been in the league five years. Mm -hmm. He's never gotten more than 15 minutes a game. So this isn't like a new phenomenon for him. Uh, He's fun. I like him. Uh, He's not afraid to take a quick shot, which is necessary. Um, He's got a career pretty good three-point shot. Right, he's in the 36, 37, 38.8, 38.8. He's you know, so that's all good, but defensively, he's kind of like you know, I don't know, some kind of bird with long legs or whatever. I don't know, he just can't. An ostrich, can't. should we call him? The <laughs> and a lot of times against San Antonio, and I didn't look real close today, but he fades off his guy watching the ball, so yeah, there's. Look, these are minimum salary guys. You can't expect to be top salary guys. You just can't. They've only got so many because the 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 roster construction they chose to put together. And unfortunately, he's getting a ton of minutes because of it. Because with this game, it's going to put him over 20 minutes a game. And again, unfortunately, but fortunately, short-term greed, yeah, it's it's not what it's not ideal. It's not what you want. It's not where he's going to progress and and flourish but long term again he's getting that runway that could equate to late success in the season or in the playoffs where that confidence does occur and the chemistry does occur and he knows when to cut and how to cut uh, off of a josh goodwin's uh pass or screen by drew eubanks so these are things that the suns are definitely in in the process of working out and we as suns fans and i see all you guys in, in the chat we as suns fans Need to just chill just a little bit. We'll freak out tomorrow if we lose to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Maya's on it. My, Maya's on it today. She's going to have a bad afternoon. She should probably be drinking a beer with us. Um, the uh, how heck? the hell is Grayson Allen good? So, so it's absolutely in the eye of the beholder. It's okay for you to think he's not. <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, but um, in respect to this team, he is a career I'm losing you, Dave. Is Dave still there? Am I lost? Is Dave statting his threes? Yep. This is he makes 40% of his threes. Um, he tries hard on defense. He doesn't have the longest arms, and he's not tall. He's not he's only six four, so he's got limitations there. And he but <coughs> he knows basketball. I know Maya's questioning everyone's basketball IQ today after that game. <laughs> I would too. Um, and it's okay. And he, he gets assists, he gets rebounds. So it's it's all in in your perspective. What did you expect? He's better than I thought. He's certainly not good. He's certainly not Tyrese Maxey. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to say that. So don't 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 think I am. Don't at me. Uh, yeah, I mean he's Grayson Allen is not only serviceable but probably has one of the most polarizing drops on the podcast. Creepy crawly. Why do you think? Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. He, he, uh, why, is, why does Creepy Crawley think I had a heart attack? Because like you, your internet kind of glitched for a minute. So. Oh, it did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were just kind of... I'm up in a then... corner of my house that gets the worst <laughs> Wi-Fi, but it's got the best privacy. So sorry, guys. <laughs> there, there you go. Just deal with it, everybody. No, Grayson <laughs> Allen, you know, again, another start for him today. 27 minutes, three three of seven from the field, two of five from beyond the arc. Only eight points, had three rebounds, had a couple assists. Not uh, a stat-stuffing kind of night. But again, somebody who is not in his permanent role and has been serviceable in the role that he has fulfilled. Entering this game, one of the best three-point shooters that we've had on the entire team, uh, he's shooting, let's see, pull up the stat, uh, 50% from the field or from beyond the arc on 5.6 attempts entering this game. So th- he might not be the, the best player, but he's oh, a you good serviceable player. Yeah, you missed thing? Yeah, you, you, oh. you heart attacked out on us. Here, ah. here let, let, let me give you a, a, an intro. At us, Dave. Give Sorry, us more I hope I stay with you guys. I'm not trying to say it's all in the eye of the beholder, Maya. It's he's not good. He's not Tyrese Maxey. He's not good, but he's he's quality fifth starter. He shoots 40% on his threes. This year 
with the Suns, he's making 50% of 5.6 attempts a game, second on the team. He's He gets rebounds. He gets assists, three a game. Uh, he gets some steals. He's not great, but in my opinion, he's good compared to all the other men's that are on the, you know, he's better than most everybody else on the roster right now, and he's going to stay the fifth, sixth, seventh best player on the team. And I always have this thing where I compare him to Landry Shaman for some reason, and he's good compared to Landry Shaman. <laughs> there you go. We've been statted by Dave uh, for the second time, even though for him, it's <laughs> uh, for us. It's the, for us. It's the first time for him. It's it's probably the fourth time he said it in his head, and he just he finally put it out there for us. So yeah, I mean Grayson Allen is Grayson Allen, and he's going to be somebody who's going to win us a game or two this season. That's a fact. He's the kind of player who late in the game, middle of fourth, you need to get back in the game or you have a lead, boom, two Grayson Allen threes and you extend a lead or you make up a deficit. And he's the kind of player who can do something like that. So uh, I, I like the way that you put it. Like he's not a, a great player, but he's definitely serviceable in this league. Serviceable. Fifth Service. starter serviceable. Yes. Which is in a pinch. Pretty good. Yep. In a pinch. A guy Marty, who's definitely. Grayson looks older than Dave. No. He no. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a great beard yet. <laughs> He doesn't. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play a game. You can definitely tell uh, I got a pinch hitter in here. I'm like cutting people off with drops. And I'm notorious to doing it for guests. So what were you saying about Grayson Allen's uh, beard or, or the gray in the side of his head? No, I was just saying that uh, he looks like a, a Ted... Ted Cruz's son to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, when I do subreddit stakeout, there's one where I was like, dude, that's fucked up uh, about Grayson Allen. But talking <laughs> about Kevin Durant in this game, another, I mean, he, the guy's just a bucket getter and it's so fun to watch. He was nine of 20 from the field. It was just not a good shooting night for him, which is just under 50% from the field, but he's 12 of 14 from the free throw line, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks, 31 points. For Kevin Durant, I mean, he continues on the season. He entered this game averaging 27.4. I mean, the guy just, he's a walking bucket, man. And it reminds me of like back when the Dimebacks had Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. And anytime one of those guys pitched, I used to go down to the ballpark and watch him because it's just, it's greatness. Mm -hmm. Like, appreciate this, man. I wish we had this guy at 23. He's 35. Like, so appreciate what we're seeing right now because he is... Just fantastic to watch, man. Even in games where he is inefficient, uh, I thoroughly enjoy watching Kevin Durant. And those new uh, KD16 colorways he brought out tonight, I, th I thought those were pretty nice too. Yeah, some of the someone earlier in the chat a while ago, I can't scroll that fast, but said he's lost a step or 10. He probably has. <laughs> yeah. He has. Uh, he played. He was playing early last season as at an MVP level. Um, he was in those you know top 10 lists and all that until he got his knee. Uh, and he hasn't looked quite as good here. Some of that might be comfort um, fit. He's also in a role issue. He's playing with nobody. No one around themselves, him. Let alone. I mean, even with the Nets, they all knew each other, right? Uh, by that time, that was year three. So uh, that part of it's that, but part of it is they're putting him in a position to do stuff. Uh, if I went back and look at highlights, he's probably not been given the ball at the top of the key with triple triple defenders to break that down as often as he has this year. So he's a little bit there. Um, his shot. Yeah. It's, he's a quiet 26, right? Um, and he didn't used to be a quiet 26 or he wouldn't yeah. have won, uh, finals MVPs. So um, I think it's good. I think we just, you know what? Maybe we need Devin Booker back. I'd be, I'd be for that. I mean, we had him back last game. That didn't work out. Uh, and I think a big part of that. He's the difference maker. But the, <laughs> the, the difference that we saw in this game was just the pace of play. Like the Spurs, after every rebound, every steal, and every, even after every made basket, we're just getting out and running on the Suns. For two straight nights, they were like, we're the younger team and we're just going to run. And they did. And I mean, they had so many fast break points uh, they had so many second chance points due to hustle. I mean, they just straight up out hustled the Suns. This game had a much more slower half court uh, pace because you have Joel Embiid. They're not going to be a team that sprints out, but they're going to try to beat you with shot making and physicality. Ultimately, it won out because they have more talent than the Suns do. And the Suns like twice got it down to four and then just could not finish. 
And a big part of that is because these Q4 suns are problematic. And it's for all of the different reasons that we talked about leading into this point. You know, they're 29th in the in the league as they average 22 points in the fourth. They scored 25 tonight. They are 24.4%, 24.4% from beyond the arc uh, in the fourth quarter thus far this season. And if you look at that from a ranking standpoint, that is the third worst in the league. So when you, you need to ha- be able to throw a dagger or two, the team, mm-hmm. they, they, they simply just don't or haven't had the capacity to do so. Again, a lot of the reasons are uh, for what happened. They went 2 of 10 from beyond the arc in the fourth for 20% tonight. 4.4 turnovers in the fourth, which yeah. is fourth worst in the league. And prior to tonight, they had the second worst plus minus in the league in the fourth, and it was negative 24. They were minus, uh, math me, Dave, minus seven. Well, they were so down six. No, down five at the end of four. Yeah, and then they lost by 12, so seven. Yeah, so they're a negative 31 in the fourth quarter this year. That's why this team's two and four. Oh. They, can't, they can't close games. Oh, I've got a comment. Oh, which one? Nefarious Max. Should have traded for Harden instead of Beal. Ooh, God, no. We haven't yeah. seen Beal yet. Look, Beal, look, <laughs> man. Okay, so Beal is not perfect, right? But Beal does, uh, Beal doesn't sit down at a press conference and say, I am I the am system. The system. <laughs> I mean, I think, and, and he's not going to go in and demand be traded every year. Like Harden has, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a Beal's done. Oh my gosh. It's been five games. <laughs> you miss this, don't you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sun's fever. No on Harden. Very I, am... Next, I am going to remember this so that we can see what kind of comments you're making when Beal scored in 25 and helping the Suns win games. See, Maya finally agrees with us here. It's like, hell no, Harden will quit during the game, and he's done on that. And Fumar says yes on Harden. He has a following, man. It's okay. It's, it's okay, okay to be it's a follower like, of Harden. It's just like he's KD. also a team killer. Yeah, he's a chemistry killer, man. And that's what this team's trying to work on is chemistry. You want a guy who – we just had Chris Paul, man. Like, isolation for – 18 seconds of the shot clock before anything happens and then if it doesn't work out i just i I, i'm not with that but uh i'll tell you what i saw on the philadelphia 76ers subreddit the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout the the city of brotherly love over in their subreddit seeing what they had to say about the the phoenix suns and in the game today and here's some of the comments that came up from that the philly faithful uh and i think we can all agree with this first statement it's way too early for a game i'm hungover <laughs> and they wrote hangover i'm hangover that's how hungover they were they wrote i'm hangover. and they're three hours later than us i know that's <laughs> <Well>, philly <laughs> they get a lot stronger than we do uh somebody says where the fuck is booker he too good to play us or something no bill or booker we don't even have but uh, uh, no Beeler Booker, but we don't have Batum, so it evens out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love going in these things. Uh, this Suns team is horrendous minus KD. Just clean it up, my man, and this is an easy win. And that's early in the game. That's true. They're not wrong. Uh, this is a dog shit game of basketball. Damn, that's some ugly-ass basketball. What the fuck? You know, for those of you who obviously watched this game, you saw that first half was kind of a a rough first half across the board uh, shooting percentages. The 76 ers shot 44.2%. The sun shot 33.3%. Uh, a total of 18 turnovers combined between the teams. 12 of those coming from the Philadelphia 76ers and they, they cleaned it up in the second half and that's why they won the game. But yeah, it was some sloppy basketball. We have twice as many fouls, twice as many turnovers and zero bench points up by seven at the half. That's all you need to know folks. Hey, positives on that game. For the Suns, uh, they got 12 blocks. Yeah. And they got 10 steals. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. turn the ball over. They, what was it? 11 turnovers? Steals. 11? 11 steals and 12 blocks, and they only had 10 turnovers. Yeah. So um, that there was positive there. They just couldn't make a damn shot. I, yeah. I tweeted that they, <laughs> Frank Vogel needs to institute 
layup drills with defenders, right? You can't just have open layup drills. You got to have contact layup drills because none of these dudes can make a layup with anyone <laughs> in their way. <laughs> Crazy. It was, yeah, it's just how many points did we leave out? There? I mean, I don't think we win the game regardless, but still, how many points we left? No, out they left like 20 points on the board with missed layups. Oh, so Not annoying. that they would have won, but come on. So annoying. Couple more comments from the subreddit of the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't like Joel contesting Nurkic's threes. It's Nurkic. Just let him shoot and get the rebound. Not wrong there. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, I hate Grayson Allen so much. And somebody replied to that and they said, Grayson Rittenhouse. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Speaking of bad reps, okay, I hated Grayson Allen for the same reasons you guys do. Oh, me too. Um, He's kicked people. He's tripped people. He's done all kinds of stuff. Uh, (laughs) And he'll probably do it in a son's uniform. Um, There are reasons not to like Grayson Allen in a heated moment. Totally get it. Off the court, he's a super cool guy. I've had some good conversations with him in the media, uh, in the locker room and stuff like that as media. But he does some unacceptable things. He's trying to grow out of it. He admits it, all that stuff. Okay, great. But what I think is hilarious, and I just want to make a quick comment, Chris Paul was the most hated player in the league by the Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah. For like 10 years. He plays five games with them, and I see their comments on Twitter and they think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and they're glad he's treating teaching his tricks to Steph. <laughs> it's just the way it goes, man. I mean, we know that. Like, I would hate like two players. I would hate to have on as members of the Phoenix Suns that ultimately uh, I would accept would be like Pat Bev and Dylan Brooks. I just can't stand those guys. That's just a me thing. It's a, it's okay. Uh, Dylan but Brooks just... is outwardly asshole. Yeah, I'll that never he like wants... Dylan Brooks. He wants Never to be an Dylan. asshole. His own team didn't like Dylan Brooks. The thing is, Grayson Allen's team always likes him. And his fan base ends up liking him. Nobody likes Dylan guy. Brooks. He's a hustle guy and not a fake hustle guy. And I know you can look up the statistics and Dylan Brooks is technically, at least last season, I think in the 99th percentile of a perimeter defender. He's still an asshole. Like still an asshole. Nobody likes hanging out with an asshole. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. All right. Is there anything else you got from your notes or should I do jam star? Uh, let's see really quick. Um, Jose in the, in the chat says, I don't see the sun's winning anytime soon. Look, man, they got, they got weird San Antonio this week that nobody could have played. Right. I mean, nobody could have defended Victor on Thursday, especially they should have won Tuesday Yep. and weird shit happened. Yep. And then today they were not supposed to win. They were not. They were supposed to win by lose by thirty today. They have Detroit and Chicago, and they got the Bulls. Both of those teams, Detroit has been okay, but they're playing over their head. They don't have the talent. Uh, Jalen Duran, you guys are gonna love, 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 love Jalen Duran. He's he's, a, he's he's the date DeAndre Ayton you always wanted. Yeah. Um, so he'll play well. Uh, and they got Cody Cunningham and all that, but. Cody Cunningham. Cade, I'm talking about Cade. the Suns. Yeah, Cade, the photog- photographer. Photographer. Cade Cunningham. And then uh, Chicago is pretty dysfunctional. You don't know what you're going to get. They might have a good game. They might have a bad game. Probably more likely the latter. So they are winnable. Uh, not that they're going to win. And I really do think no inside information. I really do think they just didn't want Devin Booker playing three games in four days. Mm-hmm. With the first game being 36 hours, his last one that he first came back from an ankle. Mm-hmm. So I think Booker plays tomorrow against Detroit, against his former yeah. coach, Monty. And then he's going to play Wednesday because they don't have another game till Wednesday. And if that happens, I think the, you're going to see the Suns win soon. I agree. I completely agree. We'll preview If that we lose, what are you all going to say? Well, you know what, Los Suns? I don't predict like that. If we lose, what are you going to say? It sucks. We lost. Like that's what. You, what, what? What would you like me to say? <laughs> like, oh man. Uh, so says oh, Jay in the, the chat. He is Dave is a million percent right on why why book didn't play today, and I completely agree with that. 
all those reasons you just stated are true. Yeah. And it's Detroit that he's going to. It's like it's home. He That's wants to home. show up and show out. You know, yeah. why go? Why play in a game against the 76ers uh, that ultimately, again, even if he's out there, you're probably not favored to win. Save him for this game. Warm him up. Mm-hmm. Get it to where he can go out there. You can, you can hopefully, in theory, let him play three quarters like Joel Embiid did. And then he can rest a little bit. And then, like you said, we don't play till Wednesday against the Chicago the Chicago Bulls. Uh, SB 1993, if we lose tomorrow, is it time to panic? No, I don't panic until at least game 20. You've got to give these guys time. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be game 20. 20. We're six games into the season. Like I said, can we be bothered? Yeah, but we can't be so doom and gloom. God, what the fuck are we? Yeah. Fucking Nuggets? Man? Jam star of the game. It's pretty easy for me. I give it to Kevin Durant. You know, the 31 points. I don't know anyone else who really played above and beyond. Drew Eubanks had a good run in there. Did like what I saw from him again. Uh, but I'm giving it to Katie. Who are you giving the jam star of the game to? Yeah, comment on uh, Kevin Durant. People say he's playing inefficient. <laughs> he actually is not. No. Um, he got those 31 points on 20 shots because he got himself 14 free throws. He made almost half his shots. He just doesn't look like you wish he would as the only star on the court. So I can see why you'd be disappointed as a fan. But, no, he's super super efficient, and he's he's really good. I mean, if I want to pick a different star just to be fun um i be, did be, really be fun like, day be fun i did really like with kate be, kate kid bates diop kata kita diop played he made two out of three threes which is probably not gonna uh, he made 40 percent last year on three so it might last uh he did a lot of good things out there two blocks a steal two assists three rebounds he's actually willing to drive in there and get the shot off. Um, I liked him. And uh, just to piss some people off, I'll say um, Grayson Allen is my second guy. Ooh. <laughs> Although he had a bad game, so I probably shouldn't. No, he had a fine game. He had a fine yeah, game. That was just that was He's just been a, better. It's just, it's just a tough matchup overall. Looking at the next game for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Matthew, put the graphic in here. Sweet. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Arizona time. Remember, if you don't live in Arizona and you live in the United States, Daylight savings time is tomorrow. All football yeah. games start at 11 a.m., not 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but that's just the way it goes. All these rest of these people in this country, what's up with moving times? I know. When, when are they going to finish? Like I, Every year I hear like, oh, yeah, Congress is talking about getting rid of daylight savings. Do it already. Please, God, do it. I, I like my football at 10 a.m. on in November. Dang it. But you look at the... The Detroit Pistons is a team that's two and four. Uh, one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league. They're third best when it comes to that. But when you look at their three-point shooting, they're one of the worst. So uh, a team that turns the ball over, you know, 29th in in steals on both ends of the ball. They they steal the ball only 29 times. They give it up. Or they they're, they allow the opposition to steal the ball and 29th in the league. So a team that's definitely beatable. Uh, a team that the Suns mm-hmm. should beat. A team that we should hear. I wouldn't be surprised if why we're on the podcast right now, Dwayne Rankin didn't tweet out that Devin Booker's playing tomorrow because he should be playing tomorrow. So mm. a win or a loss for the Suns tomorrow. Call it right here, Dave. Oh, I think it's a win. If if Booker plays, it's a win. If Booker doesn't, it's a toss-up. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it goes right now. Do you think Beal plays? Because so did you Beal, see pre-games upped, with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's upped his work. He hadn't been doing anything like that. But his problem, and somebody asked earlier, what's his actual, they don't tell us his actual diagnosis. Uh, But he did go from tightness to um, every time he increases. Vogel talked a little bit about it uh, Thursday. Um, Every time we, they they are ramping up his work. But every time they do, he feels a little bit more pain afterwards. So now they're just on the slow boat. However, that slow boat does not sound like it goes beyond next week. It's not like one of those where you're on a long term. Um, and obviously, um, we're going to be um, seeing him. Uh, we're going to be seeing him soon. Um, he does have a small history of of back issues, um, but the Suns. But the word was that the Pistons, sorry, the Wizards, 
um, uh, <coughs> trainers or whatever they're called, the rehab people. Um, these are the Suns ones are better than the Pistons. Well, yeah, didn't they? Didn't they fire? Like, didn't Washington like fire the majority of their medical staff this past off season? Come along that line, something so, like that. But our our own medical staff, our own trainers are very cautious, right? They kept book out two months. They rushed him back for that Christmas game, and they mm-hmm. regretted it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not going to rush. This is just game six. So the thought is we'll see we'll see Beal next week at some point. And if you think about it, he played in the preseason opener, which I believe was a month ago today. I think it was 10-4. So he's technically been out for a month with this back issue. He has to be close. And if you watch on Twitter, some of the things that uh, Dwayne Rankin or Kellen Olsen are tweeting out, they're showing the pregame warmups where he's sprinting back and forth. He's shooting. Mm -hmm. You know, he definitely looks like he's he's close. Uh, And, you know, again, the Suns are going to err on the side of precaution. Now, if this team ends up going 2-10 and in their first 12, it's time to maybe take off some of that caution tape and let some of these guys play. If the fact that they are two and 10, because these guys aren't playing, but they, they will play. And I think that the, the chat will sound very different after Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker all go out there and play a game together. And the result, yeah. well, they're like, Oh yeah, see, it was no big deal. You know, cause this is a team. I was thinking about this uh, last night as I was watching uh, one of those, in-season tournament games on those very colorful courts yeah those are weird but they work because my my wife walks in looks at it and she goes oh those look nice what's going on i'm like oh the nba did it right because like my wife noticed it like you know i'm like well i think they're worse like it's too than they are for the players right i think players are just fine because of the just the angle um i think they're worse they're harder to watch on tv some of them are some of them are like that uh, was it Denver's last night? All that blue. It looked like Smurf turf. I was like, who? And yeah. I'm like, I want to see what Phoenix looks like because it has a lot of purple on it. And again, that's just it's, from a TV consumption standpoint, it's going to be quite kind of interesting. But the Phoenix Suns are a team that can run off a 10-game winning streak really quick when these guys are back. We have to remember that even yeah. in, in these in these dark Saturdays. And that's that why I think probably why Vogel is not 100% focusing on the offense but he's focusing on getting that defense right and figuring out who the supporters are the who who are the guys who are going to deliver there just takes time jamsters it just takes time and you just have to kind of roll with it right now and not get overly frustrated be bothered it's okay to be bothered 36 a little you know you can be bothered but uh no need to go nuclear on each other or in the chat and be kind to people don't be a dick that's what you should have learned today so uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Dave? No, I'm all good. Oh, well, I will mention that uh, we are going to have another bright side night. We always gotta, do every year. I got to work on that graphic. <laughs> yep. Uh, and somebody earlier asked, hey, Dave, tell the truth. Is John Voida doing okay taking over bright side um, as the uh, managing editor? And I'll tell you that he is kicking ass and he's making it better than I ever did. He's doing a great job. Uh, I'm just, I'm enjoying being the contributor and guest on on pods and being a a contributor on the site. I've been doing it for, I've been doing it for 11 years. It's awesome. But bright side, still my bright side night is still my thing. We've sent over 20,000 kids. People like you donating have spent 20,000 kids to send, uh, sent 20,000 kids to their first son's game. And if you've been to a game, you know it's an, a memorable experience for the rest of your life. Most of these people don't ever get to go, especially now because of the prices. But yeah. we've uh, we're we're going to start it again in the next couple of weeks. You'll see some announcements on brightsideofthesun.com and over the uh, Twitter. I, I refuse to call it X, but that's me too. What it is, um, and and things like that. And you guys will get a chance. The tickets are fifteen bucks a piece, which is actually. Surprisingly low. The game is going to be January 16th against the Kings. But Kings fans don't travel well, so they don't have to mark up the ticket. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be a hell of a game. Hell yeah. January 16th. We don't get the Raptors this year. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We usually get the drags because those are the lowest prices. Because I want to make it easiest for entry. Well, this is great game. 15 bucks a piece. Sends a kid in your stead. A lot of our readers, a lot of these listeners here don't even live in Phoenix and couldn't go to a game themselves. Wouldn't it be nice to send a proxy who will cheer the whole time and remember, remember it for the rest of their life? 
Mm-hmm. So that'll come out soon. That's what I wanted to pitch. And you can find all that stuff soon and, and read our content every day managed by John Boyda on brightsideofthesun.com. Well, I appreciate the kind words. I know it's got to be a lot of fun to have me hassle you for game previews and stuff. Now, now it's your turn to get hassled and not me. Uh, and I like what so says Jay. I'd says rather do that chat. than do the hassling. Yeah, trust me, I know. It's like I feel like a like a bad pimp. I'm like, yo. Uh, so says Jay. Says only bad thing Void has done with Brightside is bring on some writers who do nothing ever, like you. <laughs> like so says Jay. Like Gavin from the Aussie Suns fan podcast. <laughs> like I appreciate all your guys' contributions to the site, but you can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Uh, you can follow you, you, me. You're pointing out those guys, but man, he's got some really great we do writers in there. In fact, we we caught a big win this week, and just today, one of our writers lives in New York, so he was literally at the game with a medium credential and covering Sun Sixers, just like I would here locally. Mm-hmm. And John Voida and Matt Lissy have been starting to rotate in on game coverage as well here locally. So it's great to have someone covering on the road. So yeah, this is they're a great, great writing team. So come read our words there. Watch the pod. Make sure you follow at Suns Jam. Give me a follow at Darth Voida on the Twitter. And we'll see you tomorrow right back here. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'll be on the pod. Matthew will be running point on that one because i'm gonna go hang out with some buddies of mine so to watch some football who i haven't seen in a while so maybe i'll be on maybe i won't be maybe i'll be coming to you live from marley's of desert ridge uh and i'll have a couple beers with me so we'll see but until then ladies and gentlemen remember go home and love your family (laughs) 